This is the Illumina Genomics Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Episode 4 of the Illumina Genomics Podcast. I'm Paul Broman, and I'm a scientific liaison here at Illumina. Every podcast, I'll interview top scientists whose work in genomics is shaping the way we think about science and our world. Today, I'm at the Finnish Institute for Molecular Medicine, or FIM, in Helsinki, Finland, and I'm here to learn about Sisu. Sisu is a word often used by Finns to describe their national character. It doesn't have an exact English translation, but it roughly translates to a stubborn determination, resilience, a grit, or persistence. It's also an appropriate name for the large and ambitious sequencing initiative SWOMI, or Sisu, project. Sisu is an international collaboration that seeks to harmonize and aggregate whole genome and whole exome sequence data for more than 10,000 Finnish samples. At FIM, I met with Dr. Hannele Laivuori. She's the research coordinator for Sisu, and she joined the Illumina Genomics podcast to describe the Sisu project and to explain why Finland is an ideal location for this type of genomic study. Because, of course, if you are studying multifactorial diseases and you know that the Finnish genetic history population structure is unique, so then you, you are always facing the problem that you know that the allele frequencies and are, are a bit different in Finland because this is a, an isolate, actually an, um, the largest population isolate in Europe. So in, in that way, I got interested in, in, in Sisu and, and then at some point I started coordinating the effort. And, and the effort started as a research co- collaboration uh, originally. Uh, so researchers from uh, United States and United Kingdom, uh, Sweden and Finland, uh, have sequenced uh, Finnish uh, population and, and disease-specific cohorts. The aim was to bring back the uh, data to Finland to the be- benefit of, of researchers and clinicians as well. At the moment, uh, we have in SISU over 10,000 uh, uh, individuals uh, sequenced uh, exome sequencing and also uh, nowadays uh, whole genome sequencing. We are currently in the fourth version of, of SISU. It was originally re- released in March 2014. The new release also brings along updated data from EXAC and CLINVAR to be displayed alongside with the CISU reference data. We were also joined in our discussion by Dr. Mervi Kinunen. She's the research coordinator for the Industry Partnership for Human Genetics, or IPHG, project. IPHG is a large-scale international genetic research collaboration that was launched in Finland. Its goal is to use genetic information from Finnish tissue sample collections and to link this genetic information with Finnish health information. Mervi discussed the IPHG project in more detail, and she described how it relies on SISU. This is a um, pre-competitive research arrangement between four different pharmaceutical companies, us at FIM and DHL Biobank. How we are connected to CISO is that we are utilizing the CISO sequences and we have built a new imputation reference panel. We have five different cohorts participating and we have imputed their genome-wide association data. And now we are looking at rare loss of function variants that are enriched in Finland. We are now exploring how, to, how well we can impute these rare variants 
and how well we can combine them to register data and to different phenotype data that we have from these different five different cohorts. Mirvi explained how IPHG partner pharmaceutical companies leverage SISU sequencing data. These companies are interested in understanding the potential links between diseases and certain genes. Based on their research interests, the companies select or nominate certain genes for genomic exploration. These genomic exploration studies are done entirely within the SISU project. We then explore what kind of loss of function variants can be found in these nominated genes. And then we explore uh, what kind of phenotypic associations we can observe for these variants. Their interest is to find whether these loss of function variants show a protective or a risk effect in, in the disease that they are interested in. We don't know what the disease is. We only know that they are interested in this particular gene. The first analysis that we do is a scan. It's not very targeted and it's almost phenome-wide. First of all, you need to narrow, narrow your follow up your findings in a more detailed way in, in the current data that we have. But then after that, it's up to the companies to decide what they, how they want to follow that up. The partnership model used in the IPHG project is interesting and potentially useful for translational genetic research. But Hanneli explained that SISU is also an open science initiative, and any investigators who are interested can have access to SISU data. In fact, in the latest version of SISU, you can even see how individual variants have spread throughout Finland. Actually, we have a search engine, so people can actually SISU website. The name is sisuproject.fi, and, and you can uh, just search by gene name, RS number, position, or, or uh, actually range as well. And it's open for everybody. I think that's, that's clearly a great thing. It's really open science. Uh, but I must emphasize that it's aggregate data. So you can't extract any individual data from there. Neither we have any phenotypic information there at the moment because some of the cohorts are in the THL biobank and some of the cohorts uh, are, they have individual PIs. But what I'm also excited that, that we have now uh, in the last release, the visualization based on the, the national uh, FinRISC cohort data, which shows how a variant is spread throughout Finland and how common the variant is in each county. So you can a little bit look at the distribution and, and it's advantageous because we have this internal migration. I asked Mervi if there were other academic industry partnerships similar to IPHG within the EU. I also asked why Finland is such a great location for genomics projects like SISU and IPHG. Mm, I'm aware of a few, I don't know in details, but I know that the pharmaceutical industry is collaborating with academic institutions and, for example, with the UK Biobank. But what's exceptional in Finland is that we have our national registry of hospitalizations and that covers everybody in Finland. Some are disease-specific, so we have long history of recording cancer occurrence. What, what was the cause? Why, what was the cancer actually, actually about and so forth? Finland is the largest population isolate in Europe. That's clearly an advantage. I asked Hannele to explain why Finland was such a genetic bottleneck and why this might be an advantage to genetic researchers. 
That's that's because our population history is, is unique. So so uh, the population remained rather stable for a long time. But but then in the 16th century, kind of a Swedish king demanded the northern and eastern parts of the country to inhabit it. So so that which this resulted in the internal migration and subsequently to several genetic bottlenecks. There was uh, rapid population growth. So that has been has molded the population structure. We have enrichment of a certain set of, of rare variants from 0.5 to 5%. The really rare variants being depleted. That, that might be an advantage if you're a researcher and, and you like to, to study rare variants because this enrichment might be beneficial. Clearly, Finland is an ideal place for the kinds of genetic research being done in projects like SISU and IPHG. But why now? Hanneli believes that new genomics tools are now enabling exciting projects like SISU and helping us to better understand the mechanisms of non-communicable and inherited diseases. I think we're now in a really exciting phase in genomics because now we have tools to tackle disease mechanisms also in common non-communicable diseases and, and also uh, potential to new treatments. And also we can uh, build risk profiles in a Finnish population. Eventually this, is, this hopefully leads to prevention of non-communicable diseases. And, and also, I think this is a great reference panel and uh, database for uh, inherited diseases. So, the SISU project is really in the right place and at the right time. But how about going forward? Hanele believes that SISU has yielded such useful data that it will continue. I think at the moment it's open-ended because I think we need to serve, we've already seen how useful this data is for clinicians and researchers, so I'm communicating with them them all the time and trying to help them, so I think it's something we need in the future. And and because we can't extract exactly that data, data from the other kind of international databases because we need need kind of a uh, information from Finns because right. we know that allele frequencies are not exactly the same in every time. Finally, Hannele and Mervi discussed their biggest challenge in SISU and IPHG. It turns out that data analysis was their biggest obstacle, and they discussed how integrating and harmonizing data from different project cohorts was unexpectedly difficult. Fortunately, the SISU data analysis team had the SISU to make this work. Of course, the challenge is that, that you have to integrate uh, uh, data from uh, so many different places and so many different cohorts. And, and then, of course, communicate all the time uh, with different cohorts. Something that we did anticipate, but we didn't actually know the magnitude, was how much time and effort it took us to harmonize the data from the five different cohorts that now participate in this project. We have harmonized the um, register data from different cohorts uh, along with uh, different quantitative measures that have been taken. And the, the cohorts that are participating in, in our project are have been collected years ago. So the data collection methods have not been very accurate at some points. And so that, was, that actually happened already during the first pilot and that has been the, the biggest 
obstacle yeah. if you want to yeah challenge, challenge. yeah we're really grateful the whole data analysis team because they they've taken great pains to to, <laughs> to arrange the data that that so that it's but it's now we have good processes in place how to harmonize yeah. it so if another cohort wants to uh, join us then uh, it's now easier. it's easier <laughs> now, yeah. we know, now we know yeah. what to do that, that's uh, true we've the, learned a lot yeah and our data set can be then uh, utilized in other projects as well well that's all for now be sure to follow our podcast so you won't miss any of our interviews with genomics experts join me next time when i'll be discussing the genomics of food spoilage with dr johanna bjorkroth from the university of helsinki here on the Illumina Genomics Podcast.